Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, so I'm here with Dagny. Hey, how are you? So you were born like super, super north, right? In Tromso? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All the way up in northern Norway, far yeah. away from here, for sure. How would, how's the like, environment like for people who haven't been there? Um, so I'm from a small town. It's about 80,000 people there. Um, it's a beautiful city that's on an island. And oh, it's like wow. surrounded by water and then surrounded by a mountain outside of that. Yeah. And it's just the most incredible place. I think for someone who's grown up there, I still have moments of like, wow. But then when I bring people uh, to my city, then I see it even more. Wow. Uh, it's really a, a something else, yeah. Is there some like main industry there? Or, like what, like what, did their parents grow up there? Like what made them move there or live there? Um, I would say, you know, Tromsø is uh, the biggest city in Northern Norway. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a, it's a natural place for a lot of people to move to if they want to stay in Northern Norway. and. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got a lot of culture. It's a really interesting place. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, people that are really wanting to make things happen. And um, obviously, you have fishing is a big part oh, of the industry, okay. and um, you know, a lot of to- tourism now with the Northern Lights yeah. and oh, uh, Midnight Sun and stuff. So yeah. But your parents are like jazz musicians, right? That's right. What did like Tromsø have like a big like music? kind of area there like what made like why Tromso for them I think they wanted to stay in northern Norway um, I mean it's, it's just got such a beautiful nature and, and my parents are musicians but they also love you know spending time outdoors and yeah and, and that so they wanted to stay in northern Norway and yeah, as I mentioned it's actually a really cultural city and even though in general I would say that you know the jazz um, um, was it called? Uh, like the, this, the the scene for yeah. jazz is, is is obviously quite small and intimate, but there's a lot of of, of all kinds of music going on there. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was just a natural thing for them to yeah. like go there. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I I lived there up until I was 21 oh, and wow. played lots of shows and stuff there yeah. before I kind of moved to London. Yeah. How would you describe yourself growing up? How would I describe myself? Yeah. Energetic. Mm-hmm. Um, very um, like uh, I just I had so many hobbies. Like I I I did everything. Yeah, yeah, I really did like everything. Sports from also. Sports. <laughs> I used sports? Be, I used to be a keeper for like nine football keeper for like nine years. Oh wow! And I was pretty serious about it. And I played tennis, and I played. Um, yeah, I was in general just very active child mm-hmm. and I also played like musically I played violin and piano and I just I really wanted to do everything all at once and yeah. it's kind of a little bit like I am still I guess <laughs> but yeah and I was pretty happy and very happy happy child mm-hmm. yeah. were you into school um I wouldn't say that I wasn't into school but because I was so busy being so active with everything mm-hmm. else I think that I, I never really like probably focused as much on school as I should have. Um, I don't know. 
I, I enjoyed school. I just I just enjoyed everything else as well. Yeah. Yeah. What were your favorite subjects? Were they all art subjects or were you into other? When I was a little older, I enjoyed. Um, we had a we had a, a weird class called Antiquities uh, Culture. Um, it's like mm -hmm. the the kind of culture of of um, Greek mythology and oh, and a lot of these things. That's and, really cool. And I really enjoy that. Uh, other than that, I I definitely enjoyed the more crafty classes. Mm -hmm. Like when I was at, in primary school, we had sewing and like. Uh, craft when you have to like make mm -hmm. little furniture yeah. and stuff like that and I really enjoy <laughs> oh, that <laughs> and when mm. you were younger you wanted to be like an astronaut or something that's right, right. <laughs> what? What? I probably should have paid more attention to school if I was an astronaut but what about it fascinated you I was so into space mm. I, I remember getting a book from my parents one year where it was like a thousand questions about uh, questions and answers yeah. about space and I would just read it over and over and I don't know I guess it was like a fascination of something that's so much bigger than mm -hmm. us and hmm. um, I think I was quite like as a child I also had like a lot of big thoughts and a lot yeah. of big questions and and so I don't know I guess that was part of the, um, the what made me so fascinated yeah uh, with space but but yeah, so I wanted to be an astronaut. <laughs> I also wanted to be an archaeologist. Oh, so that's really cool. I think in general I liked everything that I couldn't really <laughs> answer myself. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And then you got super into like the Spice Girls, right? Like, what about them did you like feel such an attachment to? Um, I guess you know it was the whole girl power. Uh, five strong female figures mm -hmm. with super catchy music and I even have to say up until today like going back and listening to their records it's like it was it was it's, it, good stuff you know mm -hmm. like it was a lot of rhythm and a lot of um, words and it wasn't just like generic boring music yeah um, so I actually still up till this day can understand the fascination mm -hmm. with Spice Girls even though at the time I was a maybe nine or eight or yeah. nine. I wasn't very old. Um, Do you remember who introduced you to them? No, I don't actually. But I remember like having like all the girl groups would have a meetup where you know you would you would dance with this uh, you would do all their dances and do all their songs and stuff and everyone got like their own character. So mm -hmm. I used to be Mel B. <laughs> and my sister always used to oh be Emma God. and everyone was so jealous because everyone wanted to be Emma. Except for me, I actually really wanted to be Mel B, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And then, soon after that, you were into, like, Eva Cassidy and stuff, right? Yeah, and that was... That got a, and you got a guitar and stuff. That's right. So, my dad is a guitarist and my mom is a singer, so I guess it was a mix. Oh, so they were a duo? <laughs> yeah, they, they oh do Oh my god, together, that yeah. is so sweet. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And then, um, I guess once I discovered Eva Cassidy, I remember getting seeing um, like a live concert of her on TV yeah. around Christmas and it was that was it I was obsessed and that Christmas I got her records for um, for uh, as my present for Christmas oh. and I would listen to them again and again and, and that's when I really started kind of discovering you know this dream of becoming a songwriter and that's when I really kind of the idea of being a songwriter and going out and playing the songs on the guitar by myself, it was suddenly all I wanted to do. Wow. 
Did you have so, like people other than your parents around you do that, or like how did you get that kind of confidence that like I can, I can, I want to make it, I can make it? Um, I think that that came kind of later. To begin with, it was mm. only the it was only the, the craft of it that really mm. uh, intrigued me, and I, I, that feeling you get when you finish a song, and um, and that was really what what kind of drove me to want to. Yeah. Do music. Um, but obviously growing up, my parents had always had musicians coming and going in the oh, house and rehearsals wow. in their living room and Damn. people staying over and tours and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so it wasn't it wasn't like a like there was a lot of music around me, I guess. Yeah. But what was their duo name actually? Huh? What was their name? Uh, what's their well, my parents' name? They're, yeah, there's did they have a duo name? Oh yeah, they have well they just used their own names when oh. they do a duo, but they had like they had um, a jazz group and they had like a, a Brazilian like Bossa Nova yeah. uh, group and Do you remember and the names? Are yeah. they on the, are they online? Yeah, oh. yeah, they'll be a lot online for sure. Yeah. yeah, oh my god. I'll give you some links <laughs> to check it <laughs> That'd be out. So cool. Mm. Yeah. And then so you were was it twenty one when you moved to London? Mm-hmm. I was 21. How did you get like the confidence and why do you choose London? I think like uh, I just naturally am quite adventurous mm -hmm. and so when I wanted to make a move, which I did at the age of 21, and I'd been traveling a lot for the last few years and I spent yeah. some time in London and stuff. So so I don't know, it, it, the idea came about to go to London and I just did it. And yeah. I didn't really know any anyone. Mm -hmm. and. I didn't really have anything there, but that was part of the experience. Yeah, I read in uh, previous interviews that it was like you didn't know anyone, and then like suddenly you had your own schedule, you had to like make your own connections. Yeah, it was tricky the first period. Like yeah. it was hard, but but it was also I feel looking back, it's been such a big important reason to why I'm doing what I do now and how I kind of ended up here, I guess. Yeah. Um, because before I moved to London, even though I was very motivated to do music and stuff, I, I didn't really know anything about how mm. to to make things happen so right. much on my own and stuff. So I learned a lot moving to London yeah. and seeing how many incredible um, musicians are out there and people that work so hard to 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 make things happen. Yeah. So it was really uh, inspiring for me to, to be in London. When you moved there, were you like a folk singer or was that like way before? No, that was around that time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I had like a period of like playing the ukulele and yeah. we were like... Also under the same name, Daggy. Yeah. yeah. Also people, it's still online then, right? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Deleted it all. look for it. And then what made you like really want to change into pop? I think that, um, you know, going back to what I said about being quite an energetic person mm -hmm. and um, and I guess I'm quite, like, being from northern Norway, I definitely, you know, got a bit of a oomph to me. Yeah. So it just, it came to the point where I felt like sitting on stage and just like kind of picking on my guitar, it just, it didn't really give me that release, mm -hmm. so it didn't give me that, mm -hmm. that release that I wanted, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, the music didn't really feel like me anymore, and so like, going over to to a more punchier sound and a bigger sound and a sound that makes me want to, you know, jump around on stage and like wave my arms around. Yeah. I kind of felt more like me, and mm -hmm. um, so once I started experimenting more with that, I felt like a lot of things kind of came together. I mm -hmm. guess, 
Um, and for the first time I really felt like I was doing a style of, of music that that was exactly what I wanted to right. do. Yeah, that's really cool. And then, but then after some time in London, you like wanted, you applied to some universities back home, right? I did, yeah, you've really what? done your homework. <laughs> <laughs> what, like what was going through your mind during that time? I think that I got to a point in London where I'd been living there for a while and, and again, you know, starting to make things happen, definitely. But I, I, I was just coming to a point where I felt like it wasn't moving forward and mm. I felt like I wasn't sure how to challenge myself anymore to, mm. to you know, to really make the most yeah. out of everything. And, and I, I don't know, I just, I guess I got a bit like, I wouldn't use the word lost, but like a mixture of... Yeah, maybe a little lost and a little bored and and just, I, I didn't really know how to mm. progress. Yeah. Um, so I just decided, okay, time to do something else. I really think that if you get too stuck in a pattern, you have to kind of try and tear yourself mm. out of it a little bit. So that's, that's that was the yeah. kind of idea behind that. What did you um, apply to study? Or? A music management. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't get that far away from it. <laughs> But I ended up actually doing six. Oh, I'm sorry. I ended up actually doing six months um, doing another class. I did like oh, media design. In no, that was in Norway. But oh. I, it was over like um, internet. Oh. Um, but it was it was actually my parents who um, who sat me down and was just like, you know what, Danny, you should stay in London, keep working on your music, and keep like wow. pushing. And so I thought that was a really yeah. cool thing for a parent to do, like. You know, to encourage your child to maybe do something that's quite an unpredictable route yeah. and and quite a, a tricky route. So, so that really pushed me to just be like, you know what? If they believe that I can do this so much, then I'm gonna like, I'm gonna believe that much too. And, yeah. And then two months later, Backbeat Backbeat came out. It's and so and that's how I found you. Like out, someone yeah. I was living in Hawking, like, oh my god, that song is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And then, what, what was it like, kind of? Because you're, like, doing music for pretty much, like, five years, and all of a sudden, one song is a hit, you got, like, instant fame. Like, how did you, like, process that? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. I, I do think that, like, because we, you know, at that point when Backbeat came out, we played hundreds and hundreds of shows. Yeah. We'd, written hundreds of hundreds of songs and you know you really having gone you know done all of these things and worked for so many years you you feel more like assured I guess of yourself and you've mm. learned a lot of things and I think that's all like a benefit like that's by the time Backbeat came out I felt like we were kind of ready for something mm. to happen and 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 prepared for it so yeah um I don't know, it was just, it's just been a really positive, like, it's been a really positive time after that happened and it's been super exciting and, and I feel like for the first time I've really gotten to like live and work as hard as I, I like, mm -hmm. I've always yeah. dreamt about and traveling and playing shows and writing music and working with amazing people and uh, so it's been, a, it's been a really exciting mm -hmm. since, since we released Backbeat, yeah. And what was your reaction when the whole like Zane Lowe thing happened? Ah, it was pretty mental. It was good. <laughs> yeah. 
I just remember sitting with my friends and we had like a bottle of Prosecco and like yeah. Coronas and everyone was just like, yeah, <laughs> when they play the song. Oh my God. That was a really good moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm a massive fan of him and, mm -hmm. and um, it was surreal, you know, the way that people just kind of picked up the song and, and it just started living its own life. Like yeah. once we released it, we didn't know what to do. Like we didn't have any plan and then people just enjoyed the song and connected with it. So yeah. it kind of took on its own life. So it was really fun. It kind of felt like I was standing on the other side just watching this thing happen mm -hmm. and like just seeing it doing its own thing. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was really <laughs> cool. And then kind of soon after you um, signed to like a record label, mm -hmm. did you ever feel like you were too early to sign on because you had like one song? Were you ever like afraid that like they didn't totally understand your vision yet? Because it was a bit early on when you signed them, like on your like current songs that you put out. Absolutely, it was. And it was actually quite, even though we'd written a lot and played stuff, it was, it was quite early on, mm -hmm. as you said, within this kind of sound. Yeah. We had this more punchier pop. Uh, band-driven sound so but no I think you it's important like who you pick for your team because uh, they're gonna be the people that are, like help you make your vision come true and yeah. like um, but I felt like you know with Republic it was you know, the team that we have there it's just been a really great mm -hmm. um, like connection and and uh, I think they allow me to like still experiment yeah. and, and you know get inspired by different things and and kind of figure things out with their help also on my own mm -hmm. so so I think you know you just gotta always stick to your gut and and not be scared to like stand up for what you think yeah. is right and what you want mm -hmm. and so so now that's been been really good yeah. you open for like Elton John right mm -hmm. what what kind what is it like actually to open to such an older audience when a lot of your previous audiences have been a lot younger I think that was that was was good I think um, we actually find that like I find that there's my music seemed to reach out to quite a wide range mm. um, and a wide uh, age difference yeah and back home in Norway our audience is definitely a little yeah more grown up so so that was good and and for us it was cool to like witness this guy um, this legend I yeah would say. that's crazy that you were yeah. able to do that like and, congrats damn yeah, and and like you know seeing him being on stage is like He's been doing this for decades, mm -hmm. but he still goes up there and he gives it that's, large that's every what I night love. for yeah. hours. And so that's that's really cool. Yeah, you know, for someone who's kind of starting out like we are, it's just like you just hope that in 30 years you'll yeah, be like you'll totally. be an Elton up there. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say have been your biggest struggle so far? Um, my biggest struggle so far. I think the biggest struggle is, is, is actually, um, I think that there's this like idea that when you work as a creative, it's like you can only work when you're super inspired and mm. super like, okay, now I'm having a moment of inspiration, let's make some magical music happen. It's not really like that. I think, you know, you have to get up every day and, and write even when you're not really sure, you know, what you're writing. I think songwriting and music is it's like a craft right and and it's something that you have to keep working at and keep training at and keep developing and and I think like every morning you should like get up and try and write a few lines or, or play some chords and you know 
always keep it up. And for me, it was like in the beginning, I would write so many songs, and I was write and write and write. And I'll get to a point where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've written this song before, <laughs> probably once or oh twice God. or three times. <laughs> so that that's like, you know, constantly keeping it fresh and yeah. and um, finding new ways of writing mm -hmm. and stuff. That's. I wouldn't say it's a struggle, it's like not a struggle at all, but it's like a challenge. Yeah. That's, it's a good challenge. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned in your previous interviews like um, like fear of death or something, and mm -hmm. or something about your brother had cancer when he was like 15. Yeah, you know, most families probably at some point go through stuff that it's not easy. And and as a, as a musician, as a songwriter, I think that like, um, you always want to be honest in your music. Mm -hmm. But I also find that there's like a a balance to like finding that balance of being honest and telling stories that are true, but also not feeling like you're putting someone else's story out there like mm. without necessarily them wanting that. It's like I think my brother uh, getting sick definitely um, changed a lot of how I view life and. Um, from a very early on, we we had to deal with stuff that was, you know, very big things yeah. that from a very young age. And I think that um, it's definitely, um, yeah, it was it was it was a tough time. But I feel like we came out having made some thoughts and having gone through something that makes us however cliche it sounds but it makes me yeah. stronger and more mm -hmm. aware of, of of life you know <laughs> yeah. it sounds stupid but really no, yeah. it is it is like that mm -hmm. so yeah I try and I really again another cliche but I really do try and make the most out of every day and mm -hmm. um, I really try and live my life the way that I want to live it um, without constantly necessarily worrying about what people or the society expect what kind of life they expect you to live like I'm a musician like I'm touring uh, right now in the US and I'm 27 and I don't have an education and I don't have a family I don't mm -hmm. have a, a well like my own family and I don't have a house or a car all these things that I think a lot of people feel like when you're my age you should start mm. to get these things mm -hmm. in order but that's not what I, I want to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I figured I have this one life and I got to do what I want to do. Uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah, or live it the way that I feel yeah. is my way of living mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Being kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was you. awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>